Imagine if God was one of us on this episode of Nani's Tune with Avery and Lena. I can't imagine that. Just a slob like one of us? Yes. <laughs> Nobody calling on the phone. You think he would have a cell phone? Yes. He was one of us. <laughs> I really thought it was God was one of us, but the name is one of us. And that made me think chant to myself one of us one of us and where does that come from i'm sure you would know isn't it like on the simpsons Simpsons or something i assume (laughs) but yeah yeah so why did you pick this song um it's a 90s song it's a one-hit wonder i don't know any of her other stuff and i not that we only do one-hit wonders but i just wanted to see if it stood up like if it yeah, does that make sense? Stood yeah. up. So does time? it still stand up? Stand up for you? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I I'm going to agree with you on that one because I think if that song came out today, it, it, it's not like it has this '90s sound to it. Like it's not grungy. It's not like um, that has that '90s rock to it. Mm-hmm. But it's like just a good, solid song that if it was released today. I think it would probably still have that same impact almost. I almost want to say, and this sounds ridiculous, that it's 90s in one of those 90s songs that you could get away with that was just a one-off that sounded like nothing else. There's some songs like that that, you know, like just. Yeah. I mean, the video is very 90s. Like her look is very 90s, especially just the curly, like the crimped hair not crimp but yeah. like kind of curly hair and the nose ring sort and... of like um coyote ugly almost like that type of hair like those like i don't girls. remember that movie really i only yeah. remember them dancing on a table so uh, just, just i think about the hair yeah yeah you yeah. are right about that like the nose ring the hair yeah like like not like teased hair or yeah but yeah yeah I'm, I remembered her face as soon as I saw it. I was like, yeah, I remembered her, her from because of the video. Almost like, although there were pictures in the background, it almost reminded me a bit of like Sinead O'Connor. Okay. Just because yeah. it's just her face for a long Yeah, time. it was mostly her face and then like some like circus type act that seemed like Midwest yeah, uh, fairgrounds almost. I think it was made on Coney Island. Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay. Well, that yeah. would make sense then. Well, I guess she did live in. New York for a while. I looked at a little bit of her biography. And yeah. So it would make sense if it was Coney Island, having that connection there. Yeah, well, she's from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Anchorage, Kentucky. Yeah, I first <laughs> read Anchorage and I was like, oh, another Where Jewel's from? <laughs> no. And then moved to go to film school in New York, where she played music to pay for film school. And then I guess she was better at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or pursued that what were your thoughts on this song one i mean you remember it right oh yeah yeah i remembered it like once you said it i didn't yeah once you said it i didn't have to have my memory jogged it was just it was right there how did you feel about it back in the day i think i felt indifferent to it because it's just one of those songs that it was probably on the radio i probably heard it but i wouldn't have gone out of my way to listen to it. Yeah, not your genre. Not, yeah. Yeah. And how do you feel about it now? Um, probably about the same. Yeah. Like, it's on the radio. I probably wouldn't turn it off on the radio if it was on. I'll listen to it. Like, it's not a bad song. It's just not in my wheelhouse. And But it's still, like, a good song to listen to. 
I think what made this song, besides the actual like like, is talking about God was like slightly controversial, but not quite. You know what I mean? Okay. Just like yeah. So I think there were probably late night jokes and stuff about it. And it was in the like conscious, like pop culture for being like talking about God being one of us. And the images are kind of. One of the things that I thought, and I was looking at some other stuff on this song. And I know that there was a song called What If God Smoked Cannabis. And I remember being incorrectly attributed to Weird Al, but it was by Bob Rivers. So I, I had to look that up. Because I was like, it was at at that time where my friends, not me, of course, would legally download music. And there was a lot of mislabeled items contributed to Weird Al, especially. So So they told me. I I went out and bought the CDs, of course. Yes, of course, of course. And that's how you knew it wasn't Weird Al, because it wasn't on any of your Weird Al CDs. I didn't know it wasn't written by her. Yes. That brings up my Canadian connection. So do you want me to say who it was written by? Sure. Eric Bazilian wrote it. He was from the Hooters, which I never heard of. I guess he wrote it to impress a girl and Mm -hmm. it worked. He ended up marrying her and having kids. He wrote it in a night and then played it for Joan Osborne. I think they had part of making the record. And she was like, yeah, I'd sing that. I can sing that. Yeah. Well, he released it on his CD as a... Hidden track. Oh, nice. Yeah. To go back. Yeah, your Canadian connection. My Canadian connection. So, obviously, what you just said, one of us was written by Eric Brazilian, or you said Bazillion. Bazillion. I don't think there's an R in it. Oh, well, the way I wrote it, it does. Well, you know I can't <laughs> read my writing, but I'm pretty sure it's Bazillion. All right. So, he also wrote the single Old Before I Die by Robbie Williams. To look up he he wrote a whole bunch of other stuff, like he worked with Scorpions and some other people. But I'm just going to focus on the Robbie Williams fact. And on the Robbie, there was Robbie Williams also wrote other songs and other albums. So on his album "Swings Both Ways," he worked with Rufus Rain- Wainwright and Michael Bublé, who are both Canadian. Nice. I'll talk about my Canadian connection in a minute. So this song went on. It was released in November 21st, 1995. Oh, back that horse up, Missy. Nay! <laughs> it was first released on September 19th, 1995 as a contemporary hit radio song. Okay. I mean, I guess do we can we consider release dates when the album was out? Because it was in March of that year. Um. I, I don't know how to go about that, whether single versus album. Just just knowing the rules for 90s tune. We'll make a note of it. I have a couple of Canadian connections, of course. It went on. It was in Joan of Arcadia. It was the theme song. I don't know that show. It was pretty. I vaguely remember it. Okay. Um, it was on The Sopranos. Mm. No, no, some of her songs were used on The Sopranos and The Good Wife. Glee did a version of it from the show Glee, mm-hmm. which has Canadian Corey Monteith on it. And mm-hmm. also, one of my favorite connections, Mike Myers. Well, that was my yeah, Doctor Doctor Evil played it on the mini piano. Yeah. Yes. So that's my Canadian. I, I could go with more, but they're not as over. Yeah. Exciting. 
I liked that Joan, and I'm just going to call her Joan, not Joan Osborne, you know, on first name basis. Um, she was raised Catholic and she was really into it and said she wanted to be a priest and found out females can't be priests. And that was part of her disillusionment with like big organized religion. Now she just said she's spiritual. Okay. So, and I guess you could see that kind of in this song. And she's never really gone away. She like, no. wrote stuff, toured. She made a live compilation in 2022. She was on a tribute album to Dolly. She toured with the Dixie Chicks. Was in Lilith Fair. Canadian connection with Sarah McLaughlin, who organized that. Mm-hmm. I was surprised she's still touring. Yeah. Yeah, good for her. Prince did a cover. I saw that. Which be interesting. I should look it up. So to go back on releases. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I just got right into my I stuff. Know. But it was released, like you said, November 21st on CD in the U.S. But in the U.K., it was released on January 29th, 1996. And the only reason I make a note of both differences is because it was released on CD and cassette in the UK and just Ooh. CD in the States. Okay. And probably Canada too. I think Canada follows whatever America does. Yeah, I think so too. I want to say I heard the CD, but I didn't own it. Maybe my sister did or her roommates or something, but oh, okay. I don't really remember it or really remember enough it enough to have bought my own. Mm-hmm. I tried looking up that little bit in the first of the song, that little like folk song. Yeah, the ditty. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. I found, and this was a little bit written weirdly, it was part of the aeroplane ride by folklorist Alan Lomax and his wife Elizabeth which I think was a variation of a hi- the hymn Heavenly Airplane, which okay. was written in 1928. It sounds like it was an oldie. Yeah. I say it was written in 1928, but then like it was kind of weird how it was written. So if anyone knows more and they want to write in, go for it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, some stats, facts. Yes. It did reach number one in Canadian top singles, <laughs> number five in Canadian adult contemporary, Number one on Canadian rock alternative albums. Yeah. And it was, there was no, I couldn't find any sales for this song, like this single. As opposed to the yeah, but album it, Relish. Yeah, but the album Relish sold uh, 100,000 copies in Canada, which was platinum. So, Any Juno stuff? Well, it wasn't a Canadian album, so... No, but sometimes they have international uh, uh, it, things like I that. I didn't see anything that for that. I did see some awards that it was up for. She was nominated for like a lot of uh, Grammy awards and stuff, but it wasn't. It didn't win anything, I do believe. Best new uh, yeah. artist. Well, I think the album oh, was okay. nominated, not so much the single. Okay, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So... What do you think? Good choice, bad choice? Glad to was, get rid of it? I think it was a good choice. Yeah. I think so too, but I didn't have to listen to it a lot this week. Yeah. I mean, it's not super com- complicated. And I'd known the lyrics and know it. It's not overplayed nowadays. You hear it every now and then, which is nice. Uh-huh. It's songs that you hear too much that I really tire of. Oh, okay. So you're sitting on the edge of your seat, <laughs> rubbing your hands together in glee. <laughs> I've been thinking about this all day. Yes, as we, we do. Because I've been thinking about the albums we've recently done. and You know, there was a little mix up on the albums because we recorded 
old dirty bastard a few weeks ago. And then right after that, we recorded Versus Versus. by Pearl Jam. And we released them in the wrong order. That happens. We're human. You're one of us. You can make mistakes. Then we just released Hootie and the Blowfish. No, we're releasing that next week. Yes, on Monday. Wednesday. Wednesday, sorry. (laughs) And then 90s Tune. 90s Tune will be, it's not a one-hit wonder. That's fair. We don't have rules. But I'm going with. Backstreet Boys. No, I don't I, know. I've just heard a lot of Backstreet uh, Boys lately. We talk about this guy a lot when we're driving in the car about what we're going to do. Because <gasps> I think I, I wanted to do a whole Coolio month. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just going to do one Coolio song. We're going to do Gangster's Paradise by Coolio because it's an awesome song. I'm a big Coolio fan. So. Yeah. You talk about Coolio a lot. <laughs> You're pretty heartbroken when he died. Yeah. So definitely doing Coolio. Gangster's Paradise next week. Nice. Uh, and I will listen to Weird Al as well. Yes, so will I. But All right, until that next time. Keep on listening.